0: Thanks for engaging with the Open Life Talks where we believe that true life and peace of mind comes through a growing relationship with Jesus. This is our More Than Enough series where we really truly believe that we can go past just knowing Jesus, but we can really grow into the love that he has for us in a deeper and better way. And so we hope that you are encouraged and challenged by this series. And so here is today's talk.
1: We are Uh, in ultimately the final talk of this series, but we have one more week. I'll mention that what that's all about in just a second. But we've been looking at the reality of whether we're content just knowing Jesus or whether we are ready to to grow our relationship with Jesus and what is the difference. Um, We have more than enough in Jesus to live a life that surpasses all of our imaginations. Uh, We can and go beyond all we can ask or think. We can pursue life with this optimistic reality. And, and where we get this is from a prayer, Paul writes, in Ephesians 3, 14 through 21. And we've also been looking at illustrations of the disciples that walked with Jesus and just the reality of some of these moments with Jesus that illustrate the power of what Paul was referring back to in Ephesians. And it reads like this in Ephesians 3, 14, When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through the Spirit. Then Christ will make his home in our hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Wow, what a powerful prayer. What a powerful thought there that Paul unleashes. And we've been looking at what can happen when we ask and think beyond our imagination. You know, just the reality of what God can accomplish. We look back at the disciple Peter, who we're going to look at again today but the disciple Peter, who had the courage to ask beyond what others were thinking in the boat when Jesus walked to them on water and said, if it is you, Jesus, ask me to come walk on the water with you. And he called him out and he did it. Crazy to think. Last week, We unpack the power of the parable of the the seed, and and the seed that falls on different kinds of soil as Jesus explained that to the disciples and the reality of the the deep-rooted love of God and what that means to understand. Next week, we'll conclude with the uh, end of the series. In verse 20, it says, now all glory to God. And we thought, what a better way, instead of telling you how to give glory to God, demonstrating in us participating in giving glory to God. So we'll end the series next week with a worship day, a day that's going to be worshiping and just really uh, maybe with a devotional in the middle, but just really going after the Lord, giving him the glory and in, in song and communion and different participation we're excited about next Sunday. It'll be a little bit different, something we've been looking for a space to do for quite a long time. Uh, if you want to prep for that, we'll have those songs on Spotify by tomorrow so you can kind of look at the songs and know them so you can even worship with your eyes closed, just to be crazy spiritual. You know, I don't know. Uh, but the, uh, it's interesting. First, today, we're going to conclude uh, the talks, ultimately, by reaching beyond our current understanding of God's love. Again, it said in verse 18, may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep His love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Wow. This love that's so great that we can't even comprehend it fully. Our big idea today is we can reach beyond our current understanding of God's love. Yes, we may never understand it fully, but we can reach to a new space of understanding of the love of God for us and for those around us. John 3.16, I think you've seen at least the numbers before, but it says this in Scripture, for this is how God's loved the world. He gave this one and only Son. He gave His one and only Son so that everyone who believes in Him will not perish but have eternal life. God loved so much that He gave His Son. That's powerful. It's amazing how there's always more to our experience, and God knew what we needed and sent his son as the ultimate expression of love for us. God's love will always go past the limits of our understanding, though. It's like once we think we got it figured out, it just moves a little farther out, and we go, what, he loves that much? Are you kidding me? We think we got it, but then it exceeds our imagination and reality and what we thought or ever asked for. And it's like, man, I just, I hope, I think of of Paul and Silas worshiping in a prison in the book of Acts, and they're just worshiping God for their own sake, right? And then all of a sudden, not only do the prisoners make a decision to follow Jesus, but the prison guard as well. Moments like that just go, what? God, are you incredible or what? We need more of those moments in and around our life to understand the wider, longer, deeper, taller love. Right? It just goes expanding beyond all that we could express or share. And in the Gospels, we see this instinctive, impulsive, bold, some would say, disciple named Simon Peter. And... He experiences an incredible transformation from who he was to who he, uh, before Jesus to who he was after following Jesus. And I think it's a good example of, of what we're ta- going to talk about today. He goes from being a fisherman named Simon, uh, which means "blowing reed." Like that was and your names meant stuff back in that day. It's, they're just like this one. Simon, right? (laughs) What should we name him? Blowing reed. He just kind of goes from here to there. So that was Simon. Uh, And he goes from that to Jesus giving him a new name, Peter, which means solid rock. It's like, interesting, right? I mean, this is just a, a complete transformation. And it all began with a miracle. Jesus introduced himself to Simon by challenging his profession. He was a fisherman. He was out trying to catch fish all night, all day, with no success, with his partners and like people that were in partnership and fishing, and different families that were out there doing their family work, day in and day out fishing. And Jesus shows up on the shore and says, "You know, let me get into the boat. Take out a little from shore." Drop your net here. And they catch so many fish that they had to spread the wealth, like to other boats, because their boat was going to sink. And it's interesting what happens. This is in Luke 5, and it's not in your notes. I'll just read it. It's a couple verses. It says in verse 8, when Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh, Lord, please leave me. I'm such a sinful man. For he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught. As were the others with him, his partners, James and John and sons of Zebedee, who were also amazed. Jesus replied to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. And as soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. That's when Peter Peter became Peter. (laughs) You know, ultimately, it was like, you know, no longer are you going to just do this and drop a net and catch some fish. Like there's a greater purpose for your future. You're going to make a difference in the lives of people. So Peter left the life of fishermen and entered into the adventure of following Jesus. The same adventure we're called to share to the world around us. When Jesus was taken to be crucified, though, (laughs) Jesus told Peter something that was kind of hurtful to Peter. He told Peter the... You're going to deny me before this night is over. You're going to deny me three times before the rooster crows. In other words, before morning, you're going to deny you even knew me. And Peter was like, I have gone from blowing reed to the rock. And Jesus has already spoken a promise that... Uh, He has already spoken a promise of the reality that I'm going to build my church on you to Peter. (laughs) It's just going, what? You know, so there's this reality of this promise for Peter. And we find out that by morning, Peter actually denies knowing Jesus as he was captured to be crucified. The challenge we face here is, is like the same as Peter's. There's awkward moments where we're confronted and we think, man, if something bad might happen, if I actually confess Jesus right now. And Peter gave into that temptation to kind of just make light of his relationship with Jesus. In fact, he completely denied he knew Jesus. And sure enough, the rooster crows after he did it three times. He was crushed. You can see the drama of that and just imagine the regret Peter was living with and where do we find him at the end of the book of John as it's recording kind of these final moments of Jesus after he resurrects from the Lord he was fishing again Jesus told him he was to leave that life and go after people but he went back to his old life he was fishing and in the same way as his calling Jesus shows up on the shore and he calls to Peter and John and those out on the boat, he says, hey, cast down the net and catch some fish. And all of a sudden they realized it was Jesus. In fact, it says Peter jumped out of the boat in the middle of the water and swam <laughs> to Jesus. Because he realized, man, I, ha- I have this shot at, like, overcoming this regret in my life, right? It says in, in John 21:15, it says, after breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter. So it's, it's, Jesus cooked up the fish, right? He's all about meals. That's why we love eating meals together in groups and sharing food together. Something happens. It says, after breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, Peter replied. You know I love you. Then feed my lambs, Jesus told him. Jesus repeated the question, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, Peter said. You know I love you. Then take care of my sheep, Jesus said. A third time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter was hurt. Yeah, I get it, right? Peter was hurt that Jesus asked the question a third time, and he said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. And Jesus said, then feed my sheep. I tell you the truth, when you were young, you were able to do as you like. You dressed yourself, went wherever you wanted to go. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and others will dress you and take you where you don't want to go. Jesus said this to to let him know by what kind of death he would glorify God. And then Jesus told him, follow me. Wow. What a moment for Peter Some would say three denials of Jesus before the rooster crowed resulted in three confessions of love. There's all kinds of takes on this moment. Three unique instructions on how to love those who choose to follow Jesus, the lambs, the sheep, and then feed the sheep, right? There's kind of these intricate details you can preach a whole message on. Uh, What I see in the context of this series is this, though. Jesus loving one person who he called and appointed to a specific calling of building his church. And he loved him so much that he wanted to have a personal moment with him, right? A love that goes beyond comprehension and is solidifying. And that love called into this beautiful moment for Peter. For Peter, this moment was a crystal clarity moment. Okay, I get it. I'm to love you and make it clear I love you by feeding your lambs, your sheep, I've got, I've got a job to do. I need to not go back to fishing. I need to go after people. That was his clarity. And if you're like me, in any way, shape, or form, sorry. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, if you're like me, uh, I sat in the seat of Peter before. I've been in that boat and gone, get away from me, Lord. I am a sinner. Like what? I do not deserve a relationship with God thinking that my denials of Jesus and my walking away after 21, the first 21 years of my life were so bad, and the things that I did were so much a disdain, and, and he just abhorred my, my life's practices, just going, you know what? Yeah, no, not you. You're too far to love from God. I found out That was not true, (laughs) hopefully, since I'm up here with a microphone. But, uh, you know, just the reality is I discovered the opposite. I discovered how wide and how long and how high and how deep his love was and that not even my life of sin was too far to be reached by that love. It was incredible. Jesus built his church through sinners for sinners by sinners, of which I was one M one. We don't, we're not free from mistake. There's no such thing as being beyond reach. There's no such thing as being disqualified. God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called, right? Maybe you've heard that before. And we're all being called today to reach beyond our current understanding of God's love. To reach a little farther and realize God loves even there in our own life and in the lives of others. So, we have three ultimate thoughts for you today that we're going to dive into that will help you reach beyond your current understanding of God's love. And the first one is you reach beyond your current understanding of love through Christ, through Jesus. 1 John four sixteen says, we know how much God loves us and we have put our trust in his love. God is love. And all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. The reality is, if we want to know this love, when God initiated the pursuit of love to the width, to the length, to the height, to the depth of the world, he did it through Jesus. He did it by sending his one and only son for us. Like, so if we want to know love, we have to know Jesus. If we really want to know how far love goes, we got to do it through this lens of Christ to truly see this power. The line in which we cross to make a decision to follow Jesus is so critical because we're accepting this love from God. Instead of just knowing of it, yeah, I know how much Jesus loves people. That's nice. But living it, oh, man, okay, I'm going to... Confess Jesus as Lord. I'm going to do the same thing Peter did. I'm going to go from on my knees saying I'm a sinner to standing up and saying, okay, I follow you, Jesus. Galatians 2, 20 words it this way. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. If you're still wrestling with the reach of God's love, look long and hard at Jesus. Read the gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in your Bible. Specifically, John will unpack how much God loves you over and over and over and over and over, and over, and over again. God loves me. God loves you. And this love becomes this new revelation of beyond our realities, our secrets, our hidden sins, our doubts, God's love is still reaching there. He's still going after us through a simple act of trust and faith in Jesus. We walk into this moment of love, the same love that Peter experienced when he fell to his knees after the miracle catch in a boat, the same love Jesus asked Peter to confess to hit back to him at that fire in that early morning where the, crow, or the, crow was, or the rooster was probably crowing again as Jesus was confronting Peter. How much do you love me? How much do you love me? How much do you love me? And calling him by his blowing reed name, which must have just been painful. We'll fall like Peter, but we can get back up like him as well. And that's only through Jesus. But secondly, it's through the Spirit. And you see Paul refer to this second thought over and over again in his writings. And in Ephesians 3 here, he says, through his spirit, right? Well, he, he says it in multiple other writings, and I love the clarity when he wrote the church in Rome. It says in Romans 5, 5, and his hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God's, God loves us. Because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. He sent the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. So it's actually the spirit of God that allows us to see beyond our current perspective of God's love. I remember finding my way to say yes to a relationship with God. After hearing about the testimony of Jesus and just kind of going to to church and, and kind of thinking this thing out after a few months I finally had this moment where I'm like okay I choose to follow Jesus today and as I responded to that I wasn't expecting what came next it was as if a movie reel began to play in my head showing me the seeds that had been sown into my life over the course of my first 21 years of living in different it it, it was months this took But at different times, I'd realize, oh my goodness, like all those times my parents or grandparents or aunts or uncles said they were praying for me, and that made me so mad when I wasn't following God that they would say they were praying for me. But all of a sudden, it was like, that was unbelievable, like they were praying for me. In fact, for some weird reason, I had kept some of those cards or pictures that they wrote a little message of the gospel on the back of that made me just right but then i was like this is so beautiful i began to realize even in the context of of movies and and some of my my favorite just pieces of creativity in the world whether it's music or movies or those i looked up to in sports I realized the moments they had sown the gospel through their thing, I, I was like, why in the world would I be at a Harry Connick Jr. concert at Chateau Saint-Michel Winery and he'd get up there with his dad and sing Amazing Grace and tell the story about how he gave his life to Jesus and all of us should. I was so mad in that moment. But yet I saw the power of it. Why was I so into theater and musicals and all this? And, then, and then Why was Les Mis, my favorite musical, a story of someone's conversion and giving their life to God? It's just these seeds. My favorite movie, Glory, and what's the moment where Denzel Washington in the middle is around a fire, and what are they doing? They're praying through songs. I'm just going, okay, God, seeds, seeds, and more seeds, the root of them. Just like we talked about last week, these seeds were experiencing a new soil in my spirit. And I was so humbled and grateful, and still years later, You realize these. I remember nine years ago when we were praying whether we should start this church called Open Life in Bonnie Lake. And I was sitting there praying and I remembered this seed. I remembered the moment my great-grandfather Thaddeus laid his hand on me before he passed away in the Foss retirement home. And something happened. And everybody in the room knew something happened. And come to find out when we were praying as to whether we should start this that he had planted seven different churches. He had started seven churches in the northwest. And I was like praying whether I should start a church or not and realizing this moment of impartation that happened when I was a child, four years old, that came back to me. I was able to receive the clarity of that from my grandma before she began to lose really all of her memory. She turned 99 this Tuesday. And you're just going, I'm so grateful I got that part of my story, that seed What seeds have been in your life? The Holy Spirit all of a sudden takes a spotlight when we make a decision to follow Jesus and shows us you have not made this journey alone. People have been doing, like in your life, encouraging you to pursue Jesus. He's placing this grace in our life through others. It's beautiful, the story we get to live. Thought three. We can reach beyond our current understanding of God's love through life my life verse is 1st Thessalonians 2:8 and it says we loved you so much that we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God but our lives as well because you had become so dear to us we loved you so much And it's one thing to find the love of God through Jesus, it's another to have the Holy Spirit continue to show you the reach of God's love, yet another to find yourself loving others beyond what you ever thought you could. And you just have a love for people. You just have this deep-rooted love for life and sharing your life with others. And God doesn't want us to just know him and share knowledge of him with others around us. God wants us to experience the width, the length, the height and the depth of his love by sharing life with one another. The good times, the dark times and seeing that his love goes beyond what we thought was the darkest. All people, everywhere, first here, Then they're everywhere. He wants us to go share his love everywhere. And we should love people so much wherever we go. The world we live in is overwhelmed. And every day people are giving up on life because they don't believe they're loved. In fact, they're taking other people's lives with them because they're so mad. Or they think there's groups of people that should be eradicated from this world. Wrong. No. No. His love goes that wide. His love goes that long. His love goes that high. It goes that deep. That we shouldn't give up hope. We've got something humanity needs around us desperately now. But God has allowed you to experience this love so that you can be the sharers of that with others. You can be the bringers of this hope and peace of mind and life to the full. Love looks like a plastic bag filled with food last Thursday. Three hundred bags almost, filled with food this last Thursday at the Sumner Food Bank as we packed backpacks for kids that wouldn't have food during the weekend if it weren't for people coming together, different groups in the community, saying yes to serving God and loving people through a meal. Love looks like marriages being restored through re-engage and, and couples that have sacrificed their Sunday nights for 16 weeks to sow into the marriages of others. To help them find how to do this thing called oneness in marriage. Love looks like small groups meeting in homes and coffee shops. And dialoguing about life and praying for job interviews and cancer reports and back surgeries. And struggles at home with family. Foster care. The different conversations. Health that go deep and help us love and know one another so that we can do life together in trusted community. That's that's what love looks like. Love looks like 20 people signing up to say, I'm going to go to the ends of the earth and reach unreached people around the world this next summer on missions trips in Indonesia or Dominican Republic. Love looks like this. And love, as we sang just a few moments ago, we can never be separated from this love. Like he's going to pursue us. Romans 8, 35-39 says, Can anyone ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or persecution or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? As the scripture says, for your sake we are all killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ our Lord. When we see someone in this community we can be confident in this. They're loved by God, no matter who they are, where they are, or what they're doing. We've got to know that. Human, every human on this planet deserves equal love and is equal loved from us. we just got to love people. And our action point is move beyond your current understanding of God's love. And if you can honestly look in the eyes of another human being and go, I just don't know how God could love this human being. God's got some work to do in you, right? And that happens. We're human. It says in the Old Testament that God looks at the heart, but man looks at the outward appearance, right? And so when you look at someone and they're all crazy, you know, and you're like, just because... It's probably like a person like me who can cross his eyes and make him go back and forth. I remember Harold Bredesen wrote this book about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and how people speak in tongues. And he was prophesying over different people and I'm at a table with him at a restaurant and the pastor said, what do you say about this guy? And pointed at me as he was getting speaking life over people. And when he looked at me, I thought it'd be funny. And so I crossed my eyes and started doing this thing, you know, and, and, and just to, to get a laugh out of this, he was really old, he passed away right after that. And he says, I don't know the promises for his future, but I know there's more than one of them in there. <laughs> He's just, we were laughing about it. I just, can we have a little fun in life, but can we love everybody no matter how crazy we are? At times we're all really tough to love, but it's ours to love people. We do that by following Jesus. That's the first massive step for our heart being opened. We do it by allowing the Holy Spirit to encourage us and allow us to experience his love and the seeds of love that have been sown into us and that we get to sow into others. We have this opportunity to share this so much love, if you would, this love that loves people so much that will not only share the gospel of God, we're gonna do life with them no matter their response to the gospel. It's okay. It's okay. I have lots of friends that do not know Jesus. That's fine, I'm not gonna unfriend them because, well, you're not doing my thing on Sunday morning. That's not genuine. We gotta love people so much. I'm gonna pray for you. Worship team's gonna sing a song. Then we're gonna have some donuts today because it's it's an opportunity for us to get to know one another. Lord, I thank you for today and the opportunity to open up your word And just understand that you love us wider and longer and higher and deeper than we can grasp right now and that we'll ever be able to grasp. But yet we can discover farther, we can reach beyond our understanding of your love right now. Maybe that's by following you and just saying, Jesus, I, I choose to follow you. Maybe like Peter, we gotta lay down our nets and just follow you, even at that final decision when he said he would follow you, knowing it was gonna cost his life. God, I thank you that you call us out and you show us the things that you're doing to, to reveal your love to us. And that you just unpack that year after year. Got to pray for courage in this room to love others all others, all people, everywhere. And I pray that God, as as we go out, as your expressions of love to this community, that there'd be powerful moments in the lives of others where your love would just be so incredibly tangible. Thank you for what you're stirring in and through each of us with your love. In Jesus' name,
0: amen. Thanks once again for listening or watching to today's talk, either through the Open Life Church app or through iTunes. You know, at any time, you can fill out a connect card. If you're listening on the app or watching on the app, you just click the button below the video screen. But if you're listening on iTunes, you can fill out a connect card by going to bit.ly slash olconnect, all lowercase, and fill out a connect card there. And we would just love to connect with you and pray about any prayer requests that you write down on there, if you so choose. Once again, we want to thank you for connecting with us. Have a wonderful day, an incredible week, and we'll see you around again soon.